Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There it is. Welcome to Blue Line Canine. We have made training programs that are so astounding that you and your dog will love the fun and ease of it. The most phenomenal discovery of our time becomes the greatest bonding experience of all time. BL Canine Productions presents a Blue Line Canine Training Program. An adventure. 15 years in the making. The Platinum Program. Hey guys, Michael J. Solar here and welcome to Dog Talk. Uh, as always, have to start off every episode with a bit of love and gratitude because if it wasn't for you guys, None of this happens, including the commercial that you just saw for our sponsor today, which is Blue Line Canine and the Platinum Program. So if you guys are in the Cape May County, Raleigh, North Carolina, and uh, the Hartford, Baltimore County of Maryland, please check out Blue Line Canine and their new program, the Platinum Program. I know you guys would absolutely love it. So all kidding aside, thank you so much for liking, loving, and subscribing, and building Dog Talk to what it is and who we are going to be. It's phenomenal that you guys keep tuning in each week. So today, I have the privilege of bringing Chrissy Joy on the show. Now, I'm not going to BS you here. I have to tell you this little bit of a story is this. So Chrissy Joy, uh, I will tell you if it wasn't for her. Now, she doesn't even know that I'm going to tell you this part. But if it wasn't for her, I would probably have zero interest uh, in doing stuff like this. Because years ago, I was at a show uh, for Virus Pet Foods. They had an event there. And I met this young lady named Chrissy Joy. And I was the MC of the event and got to meet her. And then she told me how good of a job I did. And I was really impressed because this lady's uh, resume is absolutely phenomenal. Actress, dog trainer, commercial producer, you name it, she has done it. So for the fact of the matter is that she would simply give me enough credit to be, holy crap, you have something. I knew it was my time to follow in the dreams. So long story short is, Tried to get her to come up and teach at my facility. It fell through. I try again to have her come on my show. Falls through. So then all of a sudden we start to show dog talk. I meet everybody in the circle from Jess O'Connor, Blue Nine Pet Products, to Pack, to Dog Gurus. You name it to the point where we had Doggy Dan on Dog Talk uh, a couple of weeks ago from New Zealand out there in England and everything. And now finally, finally, ladies and gentlemen, I get to bring you Chrissy Joy. <laughs> Chrissy Joy, welcome Hi. to Dog Talk. Finally, <laughs> thank, you. thank you for coming on the show. I know you can hear everything I just said, but I'm not going to embarrass you and make you have to hear it all again. So you I, get to just giggle and laugh. That made me really laugh because, you know, I it, I had was immediate flashback to like, I actually forgot that you were the MC at that <laughs> event so long ago. 
Yeah. And I remember we did the event and I only had Beasley at the time and we did some cute tricks and it was pretty simple. But I remember your emceeing, like your voice. And I remember coming up to you and I was like, you need to do radio. You need to be a host. Remember that? And I, I was do. like, I, I don't I know just, what you, That's my point. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what yeah. you do. I don't know. Like, I don't know what your job is. I just know that you need to be doing this. And I, now I remember. That's you so remember funny. it all. It, it, now and it's actually, all clicking back in your head. It's just so cool to see stuff come full circle like that. But, yeah. uh, you know, I really try to inspire people. So thank you for that story because I never knew that. Sometimes you never know the people that you touch in a way. It could just be a compliment and yeah. it, changes their, it changes their life. And so thank you. And apparently <laughs> it did. As you can see, we are now here live on Dog Talk with, with multiple people listening and watching and being a part of this. And I have to say, since that day, obviously, I got to follow your journey and watching you literally just kill it out there from going out there, training multiple dogs, starting and being a part of a different training facility here in Maryland, which is really, really cool. You're in the home state here of Maryland. And now you've actually been on one of the most popular television shows, America's Got Talent, right. and uh, actress, and then I also, and I have to, ladies and gentlemen, if you watch Chewy commercials, you definitely know these young ladies' dogs because <laughs> they're in them all the time. Yeah. And it's so amazing <laughs> to see how you've done it from Super Bowl commercials all the way through. So where do we start? You know, where do we start this interview? It's so exciting to have somebody like you on the show that offers so much knowledge, so much experience, so many different things that are out there. So I guess let's just start with the most popular show right now. What was the experience with America's Got Talent? You know, um, we actually talked to the producers very early on and they were they were very much like hands on through our audition process. And honestly, like we the way we put it together as far as the team, it was Christina and myself and Trevor. So from BFF Pet Services and Doggy Dojo, that's where Trevor's from. And he was flying up from Texas so he could practice. And, you know, it allowed us to have a lot of room for creativity and um I think the hardest part, honestly, was like the last minute changes they would throw at you and then they wanted to cut stuff out and change things and they wanted you to up certain things, remove other things. Um, and the fact that we had to drive all the way from Maryland, Pasadena. So there was no flying dogs because COVID had hit and that's one of the services they removed was flying dogs and cargo. And frankly, I'm not a huge fan, especially for a stressful show like yeah. ATT. And so we drove, we drove the entire way in my van. Um, and it was a whirlwind. It was a whirlwind of an event. When we got there, they filmed so much footage of us. It was insane. And before we even got on stage and then we got on stage in front of Simon and Howell, uh, Simon, and then it was Simon Cowell, it was Heidi Klum, Sofia Vergara, and um, Howie Mandel. And you just like, for me, I'd done, I had done theater in the past, so it didn't like, it didn't affect me. And then mind you, there was no audience. There were dummies like dressed in clothes. What? Okay. The whole, and then they just like, they just like edit in like audience. So it looks like people are watching, but there was no audience, um, which is weird. So I feel like um, the experience was a whirlwind. Our dogs did fantastic. We just weren't what they were looking for that year. And so we like any reality show, you have a yeah. risk. And, and we got hacked apart for our live routine to showing just a tiny amount of what we actually had done. But the experience is probably the most growth I've done since then because yeah. it happened. Now with a show with well a show like that with your you brought in what is it about six dogs is it you had up there? 
We had one, two, five. Yeah. Five dogs. Okay. That many dogs on that stage, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's one thing is that, you know, we always learn about like dog training, right? So obviously the show's about dogs. So mm -hmm. you're bringing the thing right. in. And bringing a dog on a stage like that, do you find the dogs are really stressed out? What do you? What are the kind of preparation things that you can do for that type of thing? Because obviously the floor might be slick, the lighting, yeah. the sound effects. What are some of the things that you guys had to prep for? Do they give you a heads up in a sense like to prep for that? Um, kind of we were really particular about the flooring because that was something that we were like, we have got to have non-slick flooring. Because if you see the AGT floor, it's shiny and black. And for a lot of dogs, even just the reflection is they don't have like the depth perception there. So they think it's, they can't tell exactly what's going on. So carpeting was a big deal. Um, I was worried about rug burns on the dog's paw pads because they're moving fast in some occasions. And so I was worried about that, but a lot of it is just familiarity with the props. And I was so specific. I get so weird about people handling my prop equipment because like if you ate, if you're um, a crew member and you had a peanut butter sandwich and then you grab my prop and put it on stage, like my dog could become completely enamored by the fact that he smells food on the tunnel, let's say. So yeah. there's all different kinds of features that I'm very um, specific about so that my dogs can be set up for success. Now, the one thing we did deal with is that, um, you know, there, it is different. The dogs just traveled all the way across the country. Mind you, two of them got sick with a GI tract bug and they legit could not hold their bowels like in the van. So like we had to stop at a vet and we had to get medicine and it was a lot of work for, um, keeping the dogs safe and healthy all the way out to AGT, but they gave you a couple of room for rehearsal. So we rehearsed a couple of times and our rehearsals were like amazing. They did great. In fact, they were like, we really want to get a close up of that. So let's stop and do that again and make sure you do this in there. Cause they really wanted to make sure the camera could capture it all. And people loved it. Like they were yeah. fascinated. Like this is, this is amazing. Um, and so the dogs did great. Like there was no hiccups by any of the dogs. And I think it's because we patterned them. They knew their pattern. They knew their timing. And all it was, was a copy and paste over to a new yeah. spot. Um, but it was important that we were like, okay, can you make sure the rabbit act like goes after us or, <laughs> you know, like enough space in between, because like, I don't want my dog to smell the fact that there was a rabbit playing a piano on stage. Like, you know, yeah, so there's little stressors yeah. there that you do think about and you're going, oh, now I'm blessed because my border collies are very driven. So, um, they're not the type to drop their nose and get invested in something. They're like, you have what I want. I'm focused on you. Um, but you know, we, we had a few little hiccups as, as any live show would a little, couple bobbles in the show in front of the judges. And so, um, you know, you have to play it off. You just have to play it off. Um, yeah. Like Beasley passed one of the props by mistake. So I had to quickly recall him to do what he had to do. Petunia was a little late coming through the tunnel, but that's because the shiny black floor was between the tunnel and her. And she was having a hard time getting across little scurrying yeah. feet on slick floor. Um, but besides all that, like the dogs did everything we asked of them. And we had a blast. It's a shame that Whidbey never got to like have his moment because they completely cut it out. Um, but that's reality TV, honestly. Yeah. So it's so. something I, I, so something you said that sort of, you know, being a, a civilian dog trainer, right? So working with mom and dad at home with their pet and everything like that, right. you would, you had pointed out that here you are, you know, you're the mo mother of dogs, you know, that's what I'm going to call you from here on out, <laughs> you know, dog you, mom. you go, yeah, yeah, dog mom, right? So you go out there, <laughs> you, you got these dogs on stage and you'd yeah. mentioned a few things, which 
is something I always tell people about their, their dog ownership is that you have to look at your environment, study the environment ahead of your dog, try to precurse what they're going to be dealing with yeah. and set yourself up for success. So here you are, you are a dog talent coach. You are a dog talent trainer. You are owner. Of, I believe it's is it three dogs currently mm -hmm. three or four. Three, yeah, yeah. Three. Mm -hmm. You know, you're out there getting on America's got talent and here you are, uh, prepping, you're making sure people aren't messing with your props because of, right. of, of the scenario of somebody eating their PB and J, yeah. uh, the shiny floor, the carpeting, the, the taking into consideration so many different little things that can go wrong or that could create a problem, hurt your dog. You, you had the, you had the contact with the veterinarian here. You are putting all this preparation. So it just goes to show you, uh, then I'm just trying to point out to the audience that no matter what scale you're on, there's a constant looking. And that means that it's just because it's your house dog doesn't mean you shouldn't be. You need to be looking for these different things to set your dog up for success. And that's your job as the, the owner. As you heard, Chrissy Joy here is an experienced person going on stage and checking this whole thing out to make the dogs come out as success, uh, which is neat. So. All right, so you now America's Got Talent is the last big hurrah. I know you have a lot of big secrets we're not going to mention yet because they're still in the works. But right. back when we first met, you know, it's almost it's amazing to see how far you've come because when we first met, you had told me the story about how you were doing the Super Bowl commercials, and yes. then uh, which was the uh, oh my god, it's slipping my my mind right now. Pop Bowl was it the man? What was it you were doing that year? Um, we had the done halftime. The halftime show was it? With the dogs, was it? We had well, we've done a couple Super Bowl commercials with the dogs. I did one one as an actress for Doritos a long time ago, um, but since then the dogs have done it. We did Puppy Bowl, which that's is like, it, the Puppy Bowl. Was they, know, yeah, yes, which is crazy because like that was at the very, 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 very beginning of us working dogs on set, and that was through um, a great agency called Positively Famous. And uh, yeah, so we were working many, many puppies on set for Animal Planet's Puppy Bowl. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what the preparation in Puppy Bowl that goes into it. Like, it, they're not obviously they weren't your dogs at that time. No, they, actually, they were rescue dogs. They were like from a place where you can like adopt a puppy pretty much. And we there were about 15 of them and um, working on a football field with lots of goose poop, which was a nightmare for me. And, and the puppies, cause we're like, Ooh, you know, and then you have to remember these puppies are so young. So they like have no concept of like potty training at all. So it's constantly, you know, the humane rep is there and there's always a humane rep on your projects for the most part, at least your bigger projects. And so you're cleaning up and then you're, you're taking care of the puppies and you're cleaning up and, um, and they say, okay, we need the whatever puppy. And you're like, which one is that? Cause there's five that are black or blonde. And I, you know, they all have different shirts on and they're chewing each other's bandanas and the bandanas off here. So they're supposed to be like on different teams. It was like a lot okay. of chaos. I got like puppies under my armpits running across. <laughs> the field. Um, and turn, turn of events with that. If Christina was here from BFF, man, she would tell you better than I could. Um, I got really, really sick. I actually got what we think was like a, a super insane stomach flu and, um, an ambulance had to come get me from the hotel. It was that bad. So it was a very, very long, um, I don't, it was like a whirlwind. I don't, I don't even remember. I met some famous people, I guess, from their must've football players. I don't know. They're really tall. <laughs> and, um, and then before I knew it, I was like off to the, uh, to the ER getting fluids and anti-nausea. And so it, it was a whirlwind, but I, I have to say, um, 
that job was not possible without the team effort from like the agent and Christina and myself and my friend Amber was there. Um, could not have gotten it done if we all didn't pitch in together with that many puppies, because it's also about the welfare of the dogs. You know, their safety comes first. So there's a lot of decisions that has to be made for the sake of, you know, their welfare. Like, are they safe? Are they healthy? And that means you have to run 50 more circles so that they can be. Um, yeah. I, I think it's absolutely amazing. So now you you went from Puppy Bowl to now you you got America's Got Talent with your specific dogs, building this training. And one of the, the things that I, I noticed that you do is that you actually train other people's dogs to have the same opportunities as yourself right. as well. So that is something you do here in Maryland or do you try yes. to do that? So we are, we are at BFF Pet Services, as you know, over in Brandywine and Charlotte Hall. Um, but we run, we have a group called the Bonafide Talent Group, and that is our talent and a vision, uh, event division. And so um, that's something that I, I dreamed up uh, with um, a few of the staff members when I was uh, really missing TV production. It's something I'd done. I was a SAG actress for many years, and I think I was always doing it because I wanted to get involved with animals on set, but I didn't know how. And so what do you do is you become an extra and you go from there. Um, and so we, I remember standing inside the facility and going, you know, I really miss working on set. I want to try to get Beasley into commercials because he's so smart. And now I have a dog that I think could be an asset in the industry. I was like, I wonder if I should start contacting my talent agents for people and ask, where do you go when you need a dog? And that's exactly what I did. And I found a couple agents and I just sent Beasley's picture around. And then once he started getting work, we started to get more calls, which then I said, wow, why aren't we looking at all the dogs around us? Like, this is my dream. Sure. But if you ask anybody, they go, oh, my dog's so cute. My dog needs to do commercials. Okay, cool. Is that a dream of yours? Because it's certainly a dream of mine. Like, can we can we maybe standardize what dogs need to know so that we can have... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Like, kind of like, you know, ammo. We're here, we're yeah. ready. And so when an agent calls and says, I'm looking for, if it doesn't fit what my dogs can do, then I, why don't we try to get other people involved with their dogs? And it doesn't have to be just within BFF. You know, we look, we look, we look outside and everywhere, but we've, we've become to be a very like elite. We only take the elite now because we want to keep a high um, success rate. You could say with, with sending dogs onto projects. And so now it's been about three or four years of doing this. And um, we help agencies almost weekly to put um, dogs on set. That's awesome. So you do, yeah. 
still offer the opportunity. Somebody gets a puppy or they're looking to get in, they can reach out to you and 100%. Connected I'm willing to, to have that. And a lot of phone calls I do have, you know, and I, and there, we come to a consensus that it's not for them. You know, it's not all sunshine and flowers, as you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, schedule changes. Um, and you have to drive very far and you maybe don't get paid enough sometimes that you, you know, the hotel and the gas and, you know, you have to, you have to really gauge, is this for your lifestyle? And it, what was a Thursday shoot is now a Wednesday shoot. Can your schedule change for that? Um, are you comfortable with your dog being worked by an actor in a scene, you know, where you're 10 feet or more away from them? Is your dog completely people friendly, zero triggers, sound triggers, can't be triggered by sound. Um, you know, that there's so much, there's so much involved and we have a pretty big evaluation process and video. The only dogs that get around the evaluation process are the puppies because if there is an agent meeting puppies and we get that for um, like really cool clients, like Victoria's Secret always does like a puppy shoot every year um, and they're always looking for puppies, the agent will say, I'm looking for puppies. And then the puppies don't have to know anything. They just have to be like the same size, the same age, you know. Um, and in that case, puppies are perfect. But for some of the other skills that we need in the jobs to fill, um, when we're helping the agencies out, we really need to have solid talent come out. And so we do workshops to help supplement and kind of check, let people check in at their skill level. Awesome. So yeah. what is the worst job you've ever done as a dog trainer and talent trainer, I guess? <laughs> Okay, I have that answer, but it doesn't have to do with the dog. Can it be a different animal? I, I guess we'll let it go. We'll let you answer however. It's the worst the job, worst right? It's so um, Clifford the Big Red Dog is out later this year. So I can say that. We, we did Clifford, um, okay. which is exciting. I think it's coming out this year. They said it might push. <laughs> so they it's one of those things where like you, like, and I'm sure you've been there because I feel like you and I are very similar, where you just get so excited. So you're like, I'm just going to volunteer, right? Because they like... They're like, hey, we can't have like any of the SAG actors handle these exotic reptiles. So um, who here wants to volunteer themselves? And I'm like, I'll do it. <laughs> oh, shoot. Like, I should not have done that. Because I. they're like, you're going to handle a tegu. And I'm like, I don't know what a tegu is, but it can't be bad, right? It's a. It's like a freaking Komodo dragon. And they're like, <laughs> okay, so get on hair, makeup. And so they dress me in like this, this like church outfit. And like, I'm supposedly like blessing of the animals. Like, like I would randomly walk down a church aisle with a tegu in my arms. Like, hello, in New York city, are you kidding me? Like who does this? So they give me this lizard. I have, I want nothing to do with this lizard and trust me, it wants nothing to do with me. And it is legit. Like it's talons and no offense to people who like lizards. Like it's just, I don't know how to hold them. And this guy was like, not feeling it. The man takes it out of the container and the lizards like, Oh, I love you. And he's like, see how nice he is? Like, he's super chill. And I'm like, oh, God, he really looks chill. Cool. Give him to me. And he's like, you know, like a totally different story. Like, I guess I wasn't like caressing it enough or something. I don't know how to handle lizards. Um, it starts to scratch me and freak out to get away from me. So when they say action, I'm like doing everything in my power to like wrangle this tegu. And I start bleeding down my arms. Oh, and man. then they would say cut. And then they'd say medic, medic. Cause they'd have to come and clean okay. me up. But guess what? I'm in front of the camera. So they can't take me out of the damn scene. So this happened for 12 hours. I had to film this scene over and over again to the point where my cuts were being recut 
and recut by this Komodo dragon who didn't like me. It wasn't liking me anymore as he was shredding me. And I I still, I had scars for the longest time, but it's been no joke, two or more years since we filmed that movie. So we have waited, we have waited over, I still have pictures. We have waited over two years to like even share our stories about this. Um, So my scars are gone, which is crazy. But that I walked away that day. They were all were like, high five. You got this girl. Like they all cheered for me when they were like, that's a wrap. And they were like, help the lady off the set. She's bleeding. <laughs> and, um, and we had dogs on that set. Sure. But I, I stepped aside because to be honest, I was working with, um, an agent that is, uh, my dream of all agents called birds and animals. I grew up as a child watching movies that birds and animals supplied those animals. So I was like fascinated. But that's that was the that's, worst. That's awesome. So, all right. So here's a here's a question for you now. So you, you're an, you're an actress, uh, stage and movies. I've I've seen that you've been in movies. Right. Uh, now you're bringing the talent, uh, somewhat volunteering to still be on in, in the film as well. <laughs> but yes. uh, what do you find? Which way do you find it to be a little bit better? Because as a dog mom, I'm curious to to see this re- reaction. Is it? Is it neat to see yourself on a screen or is it cooler to see like, like I, I know for me, when I saw your dog uh, on the Chewy commercial for the first time, I was like, I was like a couple months after I first met you. I think it was like, sure. I, I, I can't remember exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was, it was like, yeah, it was the first one ever. And all he did was right. come down and he puts his paw on a box. Or yeah, something like, like, that. Was was like, and that was on for like three years. Yeah, yeah it was, the long, it was like the longest rainy. I remember when yeah. I saw that dog, I was like, oh, I know that dog. I was like, all yeah. excited. I was like, I know who trained the dog. I know. I was like, so for you, where does your excitement come from? Is it being the dog mom that trained the dog? That's your dog that you started from a puppy and brought up? Or is yeah. it the actress part where, look, that's me on screen. I dealt with these stories or is it, which one do you find to, to be there? That I think honestly, for me, I don't even have cable. So I don't see half of these things. Like people have to like email them to me or like screenshot it. Like, Hey, I saw your dog. I'm like, Oh, there's that project. I never knew I would see. Like, I don't. So when I was on TV as an actress, I never watched myself. You can go on IMDb. I was on the good wife. I was on 30 rock. I did damages. I did gossip girl. Like I never watched any of my episodes. Like to this day, I haven't seen them. Um, I don't like to watch myself on front of the camera. Uh, but I will say that for me, the most validating part is the problem solving when you're on set. It's not so much like, yes, it's a perk. It's icing on the cake to be like, look at the final product, but it never showcases like how much work we did on set for that 15 second commercial. And I love when you get on set because it's always problem solving. It's about, it's about an application of your training in a new environment and a new equation. So it's not an A to B to C. It might be an A and here's a big table and here's an actor and we're outside and we have to move to this position. Like it's, it's always problem solving. And that's what I really love about it. Uh, and I've always loved production. I am fascinated. I respect it. I understand it. It is my energy. It is my vibe. I flow well with it. I love the hurry up and wait. That works really well for me. Um, like that, that's okay. With me. You. That's, that drives me up a wall to hurry up and wait. Yeah. I, yeah, it, it, I actually uh, do really well with that. I don't do, I can only do so long of like, go, 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 go nonstop. I love the hurry up and wait. I am, I am my best in that. So I will say that like, it's the problem solving that is big for me. I love behind the scenes. Do I miss being in front of the camera? I'm starting to do it more with dog TV. Um, 
I think, and this is going to be interesting when I was in my twenties, like doing a lot of acting, um, a lot of self-esteem issues, trust me, <laughs> that hasn't changed, but I will say being in your twenties versus now I'm like 27, obviously. No, I'm just kidding. I'm more like 32, but I don't feel the same competition I had in the twenties. You need, you need to be this skinny. You need to look this way, that way. The pressure of the agents like was unbelievable and not obviously well actually plenty of times it wasn't even appropriate but now coming back like i've had time away from the camera coming back to it i feel much more comfortable in my own skin like who i am right now and i'm like now i get why some actors don't really get into the um industry until they're older and then they just like you know because they they like mature into the role of like what it's like to be in front of the camera and, and you're just like this is me, whether you like it or not, this is it. Like, this is it. So I think when you're younger, you're way more impressionable. You're way more emotional. You, you have highs and lows of the auditions and loss of auditions and the rush. Um, and now I feel like I'm coming back into being on camera and I'm way more like, I've got this when I would question myself a lot in my twenties. So it's kind of, it's kind of a neat thing, but I still don't like to watch myself, <laughs> but that has not changed. Yeah. I just saw myself on the TV thing and I'm sure like people think it's great. And I'm like, Oh my God. So, you know, there's always, I think there's always going to be that part of me. Yeah. So I just have to learn to accept that part of me. Everybody deals with some level of insecurities. You know, we, yeah. we have another show, I call it stuck in a truck. Uh, mm. I do Wednesdays and I, and I, Give little tidbits, right? Like yeah. dealing with it, you know, don't hang around with still people, things like that. Right. You know, you know, That's been a, a are... big lesson for me this year is about learning how it's been a big lesson of just learning in general. Like you have to be, you have to be so careful about who your real close friends are and then like deciding like who your acquaintances are and then drawing like really heavy boundaries and then just focusing on your life and your career and just like steamroll this way and kind of deflect the yeah. negative. So we had, so again, we're not even close, ladies and gentlemen, to even <laughs> scratching the surface of this young lady's resume or what she's doing every day. So before I ask the last question and let you go enjoy the rest of your evening, yeah. I have one more, we have one more question prior to that one, which is going to be, if somebody's not in your area to, to work with you and train with you and they're, and they're interested in possibly getting their dogs trained or possibly becoming a trainer for that kind of stuff. What are some of the steps that these people can look for or take or do to get into, get their feet in or started with what you're doing in the sense right. of working with acting dogs and stuff like that? So I'll break this into two pieces so I don't like overwhelm everyone. But if you're interested in being a set trainer, first of all, you know, I, you really should understand dog body language and know how to work with dogs, etc. Um, there's a couple windows there. You could go the American humane direction and try to be like a humane rep on set. So you get to have the benefits of being on set for the animal's welfare without being the trainer. That's always a possibility. Usually your vet techs, people like that get the jobs a little easier. So if you have a medical background, that's huge. If you want to be a set trainer, um, one thing I really suggest you do is like, just don't even try to go on as a trainer. You first need to go on as like a PA, like where you're a production assistant, where you're the person running around and getting the coffee for people, because you really need to understand how set works. You need to understand the lingo. You need to understand when you can say things, when you can't, what's the, what's the chain of command that you should be talking to and not talking to, like, please don't go running up to the director, like things like that. 
um, that that's something I would suggest you do or start like signing up to be an extra on some show that's filming in your area. Like anything you can do to try to like absorb how the set works in general, because that might be enough to show you that you don't want to do this because it's not for everybody. And then the other side of things, if you have a dog and you want to train, like, please get in touch with us, the Bonafide Talent Group. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Um, we're bonafidetalent.com. And you can send us a message. If you have a dog you think would be a great fit, I'm always willing to have a phone call um, so we can talk about that. And you, we can do um, video evaluations. I know with COVID. And you don't have to be on the East Coast. You know, we help agencies fill jobs that are all the way out to California, even though we're in Maryland. So, um, and it's all about, you know, just connecting you to agents and, and letting you, and then letting you fly. Like that, that's what it's all about. We're, we're not, um, we're not an agency. We don't make you exclusive with us. Cause that is kind of what some agencies might do, but we don't do that. Um, we're just a team that are trying to like, have you guys thrive, connect you to the right people. And it ends up working for everyone because we all end up working. Like there's plenty of work for everyone, no competition. So if you want to get involved, I would definitely suggest that you do reach out. But I will also add um, any obedience you can do outside, new places, at a distance, off leash, and any trick training you could incorporate are going to better your chances. What a coincidence you say trick training. And you are a national, a is it AKC trick dog or was it? It was AKC, right? So we are right now I'm the 2021 international trick dog champion. So That's what I thought. So but wait, wait, didn't, didn't you do the one uh, oh, and the stunt dog champion? Yeah. So the, 20, the scent 2018 dog. national stunt dog champion. And right now Beasley or no, I'm sorry. Darby and Whidbey are the youngest titled champion trick dogs in the world. Darby was titled the champion trick dog at nine weeks old. So the videos on YouTube, it's really adorable. Love it. <laughs> so this is what we're going to give you at the last here. It's the last hoorah. I need you to brag about everything you've done in the past 30 days. Oh my God. What? Yeah. So well, I can't, past 30 I can't days. some things I can't announce though. That's not fair. Um, so, all right. Well, you can't announce it. You can say project that you can't. That, so uh, there are some really exciting projects that we filmed in the past 30 days that as soon as I can share with everyone, we certainly will. Um, one was a very, very big team effort by BFF. And I'm so excited because I, like you said, you would not be doing what you're doing today. I, I got my start at BFF Pet Services. Like they saw me in class and said, you need to be a trainer. And that helped like shape to what I'm doing today. So we we did a really cool project that was very inclusive with all the clients and staff. So I'm excited to share that with everyone. Um, we have something in the works, possibly uh, a show related. So if that goes, you know, we can definitely tell you more. But um, in general terms, we are also competing disc free Frisbee. So in my spare time, um, we're traveling around and hiking. You can follow my Instagram and Facebook for the joy crew or the Chrissy joy. And if you like hiking, please follow us because we're constantly taking our van and doing van life and hiking all over the place. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Finally, uh, it was, my, it was my pleasure to have you on. I look forward to having you on where we can, uh, really dig in to the extreme knowledge that you have and, and getting into problem solving, which is something that's huge. I mean, just simply discussing dog problem solving and hearing about your adventures you're going on, which is really cool. I know, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not following her, you really should, because it's a, it's really cool to see what she's doing and she's sharing every step of the way, which is really, really impressive. And it almost makes you feel like you're there. She's doing that good of a job, literally showing you exactly 
the 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 ups the downs uh, yeah. across the board she's not really holding back to just to show you the 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 lights and the cameras and the and the makeup it's pretty cool watching her following her so chrissy just give everybody a quick uh how they can find you and where they can find you and we'll sign yeah up. please follow us on facebook and instagram um if you check the bonafide talent group um, I'll give Michael a link so he can uh, share that later, I'm sure. But it's bonafidetalent.com. But also, please, please, please follow me and my dogs. It is the Joy Crew on Instagram and Facebook. And then the Chrissy Joy is my separate account. So I kind of do one for the dogs and then do one for myself. And that side will show you more of behind the scenes and training specific skills and a lot of our like van life adventures. Well, thank you so much. Uh, Chrissy, seriously a pleasure. I can't wait to have you back on. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you are awake tomorrow morning, 845, please join me right back here in the same channel for another episode of Stuck in a Truck and find out why the word attention is so important. So we'll see you guys, if not tomorrow, but we'll see you next week.